Coming up, from no more masks at Universal Orlando to the Summer Tribute Store and beyond, we have a lot to catch up this time on the Diz Unplugged Universal Edition. Hello, everyone. Welcome to this week's episode of the Diz Unplugged Universal Edition. I'm your host, Craig Williams. I'm joined alongside by my potentially coughing quite a bit co-host, uh, Rhino. Hello. I don't know why that, that happened out of nowhere. I inhaled some dust right before we started. Yeah, it's all okay. I just wanted to make sure that we uh, we mentioned it in case you start coughing right away yeah. uncontrollably. Do not, don't be alarmed. He's fine. Uh we were aware of the situation. Fully vaccinated. Fully vaccinated. No <laughs> oh, and we'll, we'll get to that in just a second. Before we get there, though, I do need to remind you that this show is brought to you by Dreams Unlimited Travel. If you like us and our content and you want to support us, please consider booking your next vacation through Dreams Unlimited Travel. It costs you no extra money, and you'll get that world-class Dreams Unlimited Travel agent support. I might have said Dreams, but I meant Dreams. Anyways, get a free no-obligation quote today at dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. And while they do support us, uh, remember that we are only slightly representatives of the company in terms of uh, your agents will know how to speak correctly and form logical opinions and sentences even when when we can't. Me specifically. I shouldn't put that. I shouldn't put that on Rhino. He's much better at forming sentences than I am. But... Uh, moving on from that, of course, if you're watching this on YouTube, give us a thumbs up, please. Make sure you're subscribed to UO Fan. Make sure you're subscribed here. And then leave comments, questions, video suggestions all down in the comments section below. And if you're listening to this, please make sure to subscribe wherever you're listening. And if it's through Apple Podcasts, please leave us a five-star rating and review. And maybe I'll give you a shout-out during the show. We'll have to wait and see. But, oh, Rhino, we have a lot of news to uncover, unfurl here about Universal Orlando. It's been a while since we've done it, technically a proper show. Uh, we have been doing a lot of food stuff the past couple weeks with our show releases, and I do apologize for that. But yeah, we recorded a bunch of food reviews, and they have to get released eventually. But we're back in our homes where we can actually release a, an episode talking about the news. And I think we should just roll right out of the gate with the big one that is obviously not new news by now anymore, but it is still, uh, it's still news nonetheless for a lot of people. And maybe, maybe we'll share some of our takes on it. Maybe we won't, but uh, masks at universal now are completely optional. And I'll say that with an asterisk because technically, according to their guidelines, uh, it, it is non-vaccinated guests are still asked to wear face coverings at all indoor locations. Of course, recently, all outdoor locations, uh, re the mask mandate was removed for all outdoor locations. And then only a week later, they remove the mask mandate for indoor locations for vaccinated guests. But uh, Universal does not require proof of vaccination. And for that reason, it is... You know, it's on the honor system. And 
I, you know, I, I, I'm not going to get into the greater issue of, you know, people who are unvaccinated posing as, yeah, I'm vaccinated, so I don't have to wear a mask. I'm not going to get into that because if that's what they want to do, then that's fine. I'm vaccinated and I, I took the precautions and steps that I needed to as a person. So I do I do feel safe. But I just want to say, too, uh, with all of that in mind, it's it's actually not it's not uncommon to see people still wearing masks around the theme parks, which, you know, maybe it's people who haven't been vaccinated yet. Maybe it's people that just don't feel comfortable with it. And I, I think, I think that's the thing I'm most blown away by is that it's not just right out the gate. Everyone gave it up once it was no more indoors or outdoors at universal that you still see some from time to time. So uh, it's nice. I feel like some of this did rub off on society to remember that if you're not feeling well, or if you're compromised, then take some extra precautions, but uh, it, uh, it was a big step for universal and Disney did not follow right away. I thought for sure they would, but they did not. Yeah. Cause last time it was like hours later mm-hmm. and they had, they had followed suit, but yeah, it's I, I it's funny because I I'll go in and be like, look at all these vaccinated people in this park. <laughs> you know that they're not all. But I still carry my mask with me because um, like for me, it's whenever I get into like congested. If I get into like a really congested area or some somewhere's just a little too tight for me, I'll just I put it on just kind of out of that knee jerk reaction because i'm still in that phase where i'm like well it just it just makes me feel comfortable a little more comfortable for a few minutes and that's all i i need you know it's good to know that and uh i don't don't want to obviously stick on it too long because it's it's happened and you know the world is still and it's what it is yeah yeah. And there's yeah. more uh, there's other more important things to talk about, not necessarily more important, but there are other things to talk about. And the next thing we're going to move on to is talking about DreamWorks Destination, the new character dance party of sorts that is happening at Universal Studios Florida. And for the context of it, the DreamWorks destination is in the old spot of a day in the park with Barney. After Barney was evicted, evicted, I don't know what word I was trying to make up there, but after he was evicted alongside uh, Mr. Peekaboo, we're both kicked out, and uh, Universal needed to fill something in that area, so what they came up with was DreamWorks Destination, and basically a giant character dance party with your favorite DreamWorks characters from from all the ones from Madagascar to the trolls and and so much more. I can't think of the other movie that's heavily featured with characters I barely know. Yeah, that's it. Kung Fu Panda. You would think it was so easy to remember, but it never is. Because I do I, love Kung Fu Panda. I don't know what type I, of animal he is, and I don't know what he does as a profession. Sounds like uh, he's a duck. <laughs> that's his father's the duck because he's adapted isn't that brad pitt who's his father i don't no. know no it's the guy i believe the voice of the guy who's the father is the guy who played cassandra's father in wayne's world it's that same that gentleman who is uh, in everything wait it's angelina jolie who's the lady in it right it, it, Angelina Jolie is the tiger. Is That's, is the okay. tiger? Uh, uh, Jackie Chan, I believe, is the monkey. Jack Black is the panda. Dustin Hoffman was the um, 
Oh gosh, I can't remember what he was. It was the master. And then, um, it's, uh, it was that comedian, I think, who was the, who was the bad guy in the first movie, but mm-hmm. who I, I can't remember his name. I'm like, literally can see him and hear his voice. And I cannot remember his name right now. He was on Hannibal and in a million things, hmm. but yeah, I, it's an all-star cast. I will tell you that. I've only seen the movie once. Lucy and- Liu is, Lucy Liu is the snake, I think. Yeah, you might be right on that. And none of that matters in the greater yeah. uh, scheme of this conversation. Uh, but yeah, it is. It's now open for people to go and dance with the characters, you know, take some pictures with them as well and, and boogie down. And Rhino, you had the chance to to go there and dance along with the characters. And what do you think? Uh, I mean, I, I think it's, I think for what they're doing with the space, essentially it's the same space. Uh, there is no Mr. Peekaboo house, so he has definitely been evicted, uh, unless it was just like covered up and I couldn't see it. But, um, it seemed like it was just kind of one of those, at least how it was running when I went, it's just, it removes kind of the, the circumstance of it all where like essentially Barney's show was like, right. You go in line you got that weird pre-show with Mr. Peekaboo and then you went into the show and it was like Barney and his friends came out and they sang and danced and did a thing and then you moved on with life, right? Yeah. This is essentially that like same idea where they're like, well, let's just have it be a free-flowing thing. These characters are all going to be here at any time. You've got Puss in Boots, you know, and stuff and 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 the trolls and Kung Fu Panda and, you know, whoever else might come in and out of it. But we're going to just... Like you just walk up, how many in your group, they tell you where to go. Either you're going to be close to the stage or you're going to be on a bench because uh, it's separated by two sections. I think the idea being that they're trying to keep the little kids closer to the stage so they can like see the characters and dance with the characters, which is fine by me because I was an adult man who walked in with a camera. So I was fine that I was back uh, sent to the park bench because I was like, I don't feel uncomfortable about this at all. Um, but yeah, it, it was um, – I mean they they have the stage that's like the three or four different ramps and they, they kind of come out. They do – they they dance to a uh, to a number and then they'll go away and three more will come out. They'll dance to a number and then they're just kind of like – they're just kind of dancing in place for you Bobbing. to be able to just kind of like – yeah, like – you know, when you when you haven't quite picked the character in the video game yet and they just kind of are moving a little bit, it's that that motion a little bit. And so like but they're like waving and interacting. And so like you can try and get you can do your uh, socially distanced selfie or if you're in that closer group, the, the kids can be like right in front of the characters. So it's an I think it's a nice I I think it's a nice uh just quick meet and greet, a simpler way to do a meet and greet. It's like, it, you just think about it as a meet and greet and then like with a little extra oomph to it, I guess. Yeah. I will have to see if one day it ever goes to another level where the characters are down in a group and dancing with everyone, you know, in that way. Yeah. Uh, kind of like, I, I'm using Disney as the example with this, how like at their special parties, they would always have uh, dance parties with some of the characters. And to me, yeah. I always thought those were kind of a mess because yeah, it these characters are just getting swarmed. So I like that this is kind of the same idea just done in a way that, you know, you can dance 
with them, just not right up beside them. And you still have that opportunity to get the photos, which, yeah. again, it's, it's, it's at a distance, but it's still a photo opportunity versus, you know, it's a lot easier to get a photo of a character who stopped to pose for you and in a perfect setting like that versus like a parade when people are like, I don't want to wait. I don't want to wait to meet uh, over at Disney, wait to meet Mickey Mouse when we can just see him in the parade and I'll snap a picture of him as he's going past and it's blurry. And the guy that's right beside us is actually blocking half of him. I I know there's not really anyone who does that. I'm sure there's at least one person out there though, who does. I I just like that. This is a more controlled environment to still get to see characters without, without the interaction uh, pressure that, I, I think a yeah. lot of a lot of people do have. I know it's again we are two adult men in our 30s and it is very awkward especially when you come in with a camera. Yeah, I I think it's just it's just a nice like it's almost like I mean it's an area that's not for me. Like you just said we're in our we're in our mid 30s like and if you want to see these characters cuz these are some of your favorite movies I'm not shaming you or anything like that but it's definitely an area that is for the younger kids and it's a uh, built in an attraction where I didn't go before and it is a place where I will continue not going so it's like it is it is what it is I actually think this is kind of a good idea they should probably do some more of these in different places so they can always have kind of that you know how the lawn in front of the music stage always becomes that like Mm-hmm. Everybody sets up a picnic or sprawls out or whatever, mm-hmm. and they need a break. I think it would be cool if there were like break stations that all had these character things here and there. I think that might might be like a nice like relief in these like kind of empty, smaller buildings that they're maybe like, oh, we don't really have anything in here right now. So like, all right, well, it takes like literally a ramp and some music and a couple of uh, entertainment cast uh, team members, and then there we go. We've got a show. I'd have to agree with you. I I mean, I guess I went to see A Day in the Park with Barney more times than I'm proud to say, <laughs> only because of this job, obviously. And I, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I also, I'm not as compelled to meet the DreamWorks characters per se, but if you gave me like a whole lineup of Simpsons characters. I'm talking about like all yeah. of them, not, not just, not just Homer, not just Bart, not just, uh, not just crusty. If you give me like half of all of the characters who have ever existed on the Simpsons and they want to do like a runway show somewhere, of, of course I'll be in there for that. But DreamWorks characters, they just, they don't really speak to me. And that's that's not a problem because they're very popular with a lot of people. And that's all that matters is now your kids have a nice, fun place to meet them. Get rid of animal actors because I don't I don't like animals being used for people's entertainment really that much anymore. And uh, let's put a little relaxation area in there and do a Simpsons. We'll make it like a Simpsons, like what you just said. It can be a nice area that you can go in and out of to relax, take a load off, see the Simpsons characters, sideshow Bob, we can get in there, you know, whoever the costume characters are. Although you name them all. And then it's like, it's the family. And then like sideshow Bob, right? We don't even see Maggie. And no, no, it's, we, we need more, we need more Simpsons, but yeah. Yeah. I know. And maybe, you know what, if you can't completely evict all the animals, then uh, you could always just have the animals running around. You could just start dressing the animals up as uh, well, as Santa's little helper and and Snowball too. Yeah, there you and, go. <laughs> uh, put 
put them put them to work in a different way than before. But uh, when uh, while I'm not interested in DreamWorks characters and mating them, I am interested in all things Jurassic Park slash Jurassic mm-hmm. World, and of course. It, we are so close to the grand opening of Jurassic World Velocicoaster, and we just don't have enough good things to say about it, obviously, with all the times that we've been lucky enough to ride it through uh, previews and technical rehearsals. Amazing, amazing attraction. Uh, but the Jurassic World hype went to the next level when, when last week they finally opened the Summer Tribute Store. And specifically, uh, we're going to use the wording for that, not the Jurassic World tribute store, uh, but the summer tribute store, leading us to believe that this will become a summer staple every year, potentially. Or maybe they'll even change it out in the middle of the summer and say, well, this was early summer and we want stuff in the late summer. This one's going to last all summer, though. I I, I have to believe that. But uh, the summer tribute store opened with it being themed as a Jurassic World tribute store, and I, it's pretty awesome. Yeah, I, I, I was like, you know, seeing the thing on the outside, the the entryway, and I was like, oh, that's cool. But how can this carry through into like the multiple rooms? And oh my goodness, is it? It is a lot of fun. I think they did such a good job of the the design work and it was clearly made by people who are very passionate about Jurassic Park. It wasn't just one of those things you're like, all right, make it look like Jurassic Park. It was that's the thing I love about it when it's like really you can feel like it was made by somebody who you're like, I'll bet these people love these movies. So the four rooms, you have the control room and this is the Jurassic World Velocicoaster specific themed room with of course merchandise this is where you find one of the moldorama machines they have the uh it's the t-rex is in this room and moldoramas baby gotta love some moldoramas at least i I do i I told you i went to the field museum in chicago and they had a moldorama machine right when you got into the the dinosaur area it was their big I should have got it. I should have just got it. It was a big giant like pterodon or pterodactyl uh, like figure because that's what's out there like as you go into the to the to the dinosaur to see all the fossils and stuff. And I was just like, what? I was so like, I don't know why that thing blew me away because I hadn't seen them except for at Universal. So I don't know if they're becoming like a thing or what again. Yeah, I mean, they've been at like Bush Gardens for a long time, at least since well, I went to Bush Gardens for the first time as a Florida resident in 2010 or 2011. I think 2011. I'm going to go with 2011. And so, yeah, Moldoramas have been around in other museums and stuff. But like, I feel like Universal is bringing them back on a bigger level. Not that that's an insult to any other place that uses them. But I, I, I knew of them, but kind of like passed by them and didn't really pay any mind to them and once universal started you know lining up with themes that fit their events and their movies then it's like okay you have my attention it's not just a mold of a car or anything small it's it's themed to what's getting me excited about at universal you get the jaws one i do have the jaws one yeah it's uh you can't see it in my my shot it's just above the marshmallow man a pie, but yeah, it's all my Moldoramas are up there. My my Santa Claus, my Frankenstein, my Jaws. Those are the only three up there. That was really anticlimactic. <laughs> and if you were listening, it's even less 
climactic. Uh, <laughs> but back to the tribute store, we have also then the next room, the Raptor Paddock, and this is where mm. you have your selfie opportunities with some of those Velociraptors. I'm sure Rhino got at least one photo with it. I sure did. Uh, the, my only complaint about this room, I mean, it's really cool and it's really stylized and it it like blends from the one room to the other, which is great. Uh, and w- it's crazy how like once you step into the room, if you look up and then turn around, you're like, I'm in the paddock, which is really which is really cool. Um, it's just kind of hard to see some of the merchandise because it's all lit in this one blue color, like the lighting. Universal does this amazing thing with lighting, which is a very stylized lighting they do for any of their events. Like they don't just tiptoe into this lighting game. They are like, we are making a dramatic. We are making a statement and we're doing it. And it's one of my favorite places to like take pictures, especially at Halloween Horror Nights because of that. But this is one of those moments where I'm like, I can't tell what color this shirt is. Like I remember holding it up and being like, I think it's yellow, but there's a blue tint right now and I can't tell. And so there's there was a cup, there was like two items in there, but uh, some good. Some good T-shirts in there. A lot yeah. of fun shirts. I, I would agree with you. Universal should be commended for the lighting that they put together. It looks amazing in photos, in videos. However, it's not really practical for when you are shopping and you need to see details. And, I, you know, I... I, I think it is too a thing of getting older is that your eyes just struggle to see, yeah. especially in the dark sometimes. And so a lot of times when I have been in like the tribute stores, I'll walk through and then I'll look in other parts of the parks to see if I can find the same item that I saw in the tribute store. So that way I can see it under better lighting because I, I struggle with the same exact thing too. So I completely get where you're going at with that. They also have the, the lab room, the next one, which is your throwback to Jurassic park with all of the, the little nods in there, like the, the Barbasol can is in there. And uh, was that, is that supposed to be Alan Grant's hat? That's also yeah, it, with it. It's Alan Grant's hat, and then uh, they've got John Hammond's cane is all in that same yes. same cabinet together. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, very very cool. I mean, as 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 us being Jurassic Park first and foremost fans, and then uh, putting up with everything else, it's it's a very important room to have. Well, there's a lot of there's a lot of Dennis Nedry uh, nods too, because in the control room, his squishy, squishy toy is on the is on the desk when you first come in and look to the right. Like there's all the dinosaurs like Jake Johnson's character had in Jurassic world. But then on the panel, there's like the squish thing that he was always squeezing in his hand. And then, and then in that, in the lab, not only is the Barbasol can there, but like his raincoat is like hanging up in the corner and it's all like muddy and bloody, which is cool. And like, and there's a cool effect with like lighting. I didn't notice it the first, like when I went through really quick and then, um, I, I saw it where like there's like a lightning, like there's a storm and it shows like a T-Rex mouth is like hovering. Like, so you're like, uh, like if you're looking at the picture wall, um, it's just really cool to see that. And I was like, oh, that's such a nice touch. And it's got the thing that rotates the eggs from the movie too, isn't there? Which is cool. Yeah, no, it's, uh, they, it's, it's probably the most, I, I, um, for some reason, I wanted to say spiritual, but that makes no sense. It just—it's the room that makes me happiest. It—it it just connects. I feel God in this Jurassic room. I do feel. <laughs> I, I feel God in two places. God in this chili. This tonight. chili's. 
in, in this room in a Jurassic World tribute store. But I I really do feel that way. And, you know, one day I want to walk through there and I'll just start throwing chip bags and soda cans all over the place. And like, it wasn't Lots me. It was Dennis Nedry. Uh, kind of yeah. like the time that we were in the Mardi Gras room and you took beads and you just hung them up wherever you they were my, they were they were beads i didn't want that they had given to me outside and they were and I, so i just hung them on a plant in there yeah it went in with the theming it was fine it was fine yeah 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 so uh, the final room as rhino said is where you final uh, finally get to the point where you can do all the checkouts and get all your food and your snacks and there is uh, part of a triceratops in there as well, too, a, a gentle giant of sorts. Uh, but a lot of the the food looks really delicious. I have not had any yet. And I haven't had anything either. Yeah, we yeah. will we'll inevitably do a food review with it where we get we, some of the snacks at least. But we got to get that fossilized amber, though, because it's like that they did their gummy thing again and they did it with the amber. And yep. there's like a mosquito right in it, which is cool. And the egg that that chocolate egg is so cool. Yeah, no, the chocolate, the chocolate egg is very cool where it's a chocolate egg and then you crack it open and there's a dinosaur inside. I mean, $18 for that. So a little, a little on the steep side and the amber gummy, I think that was like $7 if I remember correctly. I will say though, when they released the first walkthrough of the first walkthrough video of the tribute store, I paused it right at that point and I zoomed in on the price and the price said 4.95 on oh. the gummy and then the store opens up and it's it's $7 unless I just wasn't able to read it correctly but I think they oh I goodness. think they upped the price once they're like oh yeah well I think it's going to happen for there's a mason jar and it seems like this mason jar is really really popular cuz it's it's like it, it I think it's just plastic, but it's got Jurassic World logo screen screen yeah. printed on it, and people are going crazy for it, which is crazy because of all the things I would have picked out of the case, I probably would have got this pistachio puff thing because that looked like a really crazy, cool looking thing. So yeah. I, but I guess people want to draw. People yeah. want to draw. I get it. Yep. And there's there's other things too. It's a there's a Jurassic World. Uh, Velocicoaster theme treats, even though it's more just Jurassic World as a general rule uh but there are there are ones that are like blue and themed to it s'mores cupcakes there's lots of lots of treats inside and uh you know just i i guess the last thing to say about it is just another remarkable job done by the team at universal for putting together john, another tribute store the john hammond statue at oh, the end yep 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 i feel like that's a really nice touch it's a nice touch it's it's almost like the Jurassic World store, I don't mean this in a mean way because I, you know how much we just spoke highly of Velocicoaster, but the the, sto- the tribute store itself is like a better experience than the actual land of Jurassic Park. <laughs> like, yeah. it's a more, because it, it's the modern version of Universal, of Universal, whereas Jurassic Park was built in the classic version of Universal, which is, st- I still love Jurassic Park, but it's like, I want the visitor center to be like what Jurassic World is or yeah that's what it's called right the visitor center mm-hmm. like discovery center yeah yeah that's so that's where i'm like i want them to basically go back through and like kind of comb through jurassic park again and make it that like really i mean i don't know what they could do 
it's 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 a good land. It's I'm not saying it's not a good island. Yeah, but no, there's a, there's easily stuff they could do to to plus it up a little bit more, and we'll just have to see how it all unfurls one day, especially once Jurassic World Velocicoaster is open officially for all guests and for the park, which is just very very exciting. But we're going to move on to our final topic, and no, it's not hot butter beer being around all year now, which. Oh yeah. That's oh yeah, baby. All yeah. I still I, I still don't like it. Maybe we'll end the episode by giving our, our butter beer rankings. Not not with the sweets and stuff, just with hot I uh, we don't even we can do it right now because I already know yours. Rhino's is Rhino's is frozen hot cold and mine is cold frozen hot. See, here's the thing. I saw on Twitter this idea where they were like, hear me out, for uh, hot iced butter beer. And I was like, ooh, I like where this is going. So I'm like, do we do we do a park hack and just bring a giant, like get a giant chug of ice, like to dump it over it? God, no. It could be disgusting. No. It'll just basically be like, who would want hot chocolate on ice? I guess yeah. that's chocolate milk. It's not the same. Well, it would be like the monsters who make hot chocolate with water instead of milk. And I know it says water on the package. But just warm up your milk and put the chocolate in. It's going to be creamier. It's going to be so much better. If you want to gain 4,000 calories, heck, use some heavy cream. Why not? Go live your best hot chocolate life. So I could see if you made like an ice cube of of milk and dropped it in the butter beer, it might be a little bit better. But I don't know. I got nothing. I got nothing with it. But. We ain't. We're not chefs. No, no, I just play one in real life. <laughs> in John Favreau's chef. Yeah, you didn't see me in the background. I was I was there. Oh, I got Cuban sandwich. I got paid scale. It wasn't it wasn't amazing, but it was a great experience working on set with Mr. Favreau. Okay, our final <laughs> story here. Universal Orlando is now has a second unannounced summer festival of sorts and this one is themed to the 2020 Tokyo Summer Olympics and i will be honest i have not i haven't had any of the boosts yet so i can't really speak to as if it's good or not but again we we had a bunch of great things at the summer food festival we had a bunch of great things all throughout Mardi Gras i i'm going to guarantee that this food's probably probably halfway decent if not better I didn't even know they were serving the food yet. I literally was there for the Jurassic World Tribute Store last week when that opened. And I was like, where did these booths come from? And I, I'm just looking at them and I'm like, oh, I guess they're going to celebrate the Olympic. Like, I didn't I didn't even know they started serving food yet. This is news to me. Yep. Yep. And they are serving a whole bunch of different kinds of food. They're doing uh, rice bowls there. They're doing some sushi. Mm. They're doing other bowls that I can't necessarily pronounce uh and you know obviously it is a very heavily japanese themed menu uh throughout all of the different booths as well as uh, cocktails too because you have to have cocktails as well and you know it's once again it's just a way for universal to keep bringing in different experiences for people all throughout the year. So if you you haven't been in a couple months, you're going to show up in summer now and be like, well, it was Mardi Gras last time. And now I'm getting some of these extra food options here for the Tokyo 2020 Olympics that start 
sometime in the end of July. Uh, I'll be honest. The first thing I was confused about with it is when I saw some of the, uh, some of the markings for it and it's still, they're still calling it the 2020 Olympics, even though we're now into 2021. I'm very, very I, I confused think because by it. They're not gonna, they're just going to keep the number going. So I think like, we're getting another Olympic next year, the winter Olympics next year. Yeah. Right? Well, I mean, I so could then, still, but so maybe they're just like, this is still that event. We can't, it could be a contractual thing where they can't rebrand the name, the year of it. That may be, you know what I mean? It, Cause then they'll be like, well, it's not supposed to be in Tokyo or something like that. I don't know. I don't, I don't, it's yeah. just weird. It's weird too. Cause you're like, Oh, I missed it. Oh, I missed this old thing. <laughs> like I, it's just, it's confusing from a standpoint, like in history books, there's going to be an asterisk next to it. The, Tokyo 2020 Olympics actually took place. Oh my god! In That's going to be a Jeopardy question in like 20 years. You know that. I uh, when Le, Lavar Burton is host. Mm. That's what's going to happen. I I'm not. We're not here to talk about Jeopardy, but uh, even though she's the most recent one, I am having to say that I am loving uh, Mayim Bialik as the current. Oh. The current special guest host, and I feel like she just brings something to the game that is is it, it feels fresh and it feels it feels good. I would I would see her as a replacement one day if she ever wanted to do it long term. But I mean, she's got that TV Blossom show. Call, call her Blossom. cat. Call her cat. Oh, I I tried to watch the first episode. I didn't. I don't. I don't need to watch it. But I. I don't really. I. I don't. She's not my favorite person in sitcoms. But I do. The Big Bang Theory. Yeah, it's you know we. We could sit here and talk about that. You're forever, a Bernadette person. <laughs> I am more of a Bernadette person. Thank you for saying yeah. that. And I, I do like her though as a Jeopardy host. So you, you opened up the door for that, and I will, I will close the window on that as well too. But it's not just the uh, the the special food that, of course, is being celebrated at Universal Orlando. They also have a special little uh, short cinematic celebration celebrating the tokyo olympics and yeah it's it's again i have not seen it in person yet because i'm afraid to go out of my house after dark and i will overcome my fear of the dark hopefully soon hopefully by halloween horror nights uh honestly the the real case is i just fall asleep early and yeah, I I don't have a better. Excuse I, I thought than that. you were afraid of how much nature has retaken Orlando. That no. was part of it. But. No, it's just it's very rare for me to be be awake for more than like an hour after dark. So to get up the motivation to be like, I need to go to Universal to catch a five minute show celebrating the Olympics on a lagoon. That's that's a lot for me. I'm a tired man. And I do need to see it soon, and I will go. I will go and see it, but it is another part of the offering. So it's cool that Universal is getting on the Tokyo Olympic bandwagon. I'm all here for it. Yeah, that's cool. Remember, remember when they had the uh, they put the risers up outside of NBC last time? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's for the last Olympics, right? Gosh. Yeah, yeah. I guess that was cool. How time flies. How how was that the fly? Summer Olympics when they did that? That would have been four years ago. Oh, well, yeah, it would have only been 2016. Well, it would have been five so. years ago. Yeah, it would have been 2016. And I mean, maybe they, I'm sure they redid it again in in uh, 20, in 
the last time for the winter Olympics. And, but now I'm thinking too in 2018, but now I think they did it for the world cup at one point too. I don't, it's, yeah, I think, I think you're right. I think you're right. I think there was a soccer thing. I feel like anytime they have an excuse to throw up those bleachers, they're like, we got to do it. Get the bleachers. Get, <laughs> we paid this money for them. We're going to use them. Get the bleachers out of the back. We're putting them up. We're going to put butts in the bleachers. We're going to serve cocktails right beside it. So they're going to buy their drinks. They're going to be happy. Going to watch some sports at like a 75 degree angle looking straight up. <laughs> it's like, going to be great. <laughs> Think they scored. No. Okay. Okay, well, this show was pretty awful, but uh, <laughs> that means it's it's a good time to wrap it up. So I want to say thank you so much, Rhino, for sitting here having this conversation with me. Oh, yeah, thank you. I always talk about Universal. Oh, thank you. Thank you. It was so much fun. And thank you to everyone out there for listening and watching. We really do hope you enjoyed it. Of course, if you did and you want to support us further, please book your next vacation to Universal Orlando through Dreams Unlimited Travel. Again, the agents are much better at speaking. And heck, maybe they're even better experts at Universal at this point than we are. But yeah, I lost my train of thought there. Uh, so book your next vacation through Dreams Unlimited Travel. Get that free no obligation quote at dreamsunlimitedtravel.com and do all the other good things like hit the thumbs up on this video, subscribe to the channel, leave comments, questions, video suggestions, listen uh, and subscribe to wherever you actually listen to this podcast. And if you're listening through Apple Podcasts, please leave us a good old fashioned five star rating and review i was looking for the show i think i deleted this show out of my actual podcast feed i was gonna see if i had to give any shout outs to anyone for leaving a five-star review this week and i'm going to oh we've got we've got two shout outs here we have one from Tim Lando saying, longtime listener to the Diz and first time UO annual pass holder. Really enjoy the show. Breakfast review for Today Cafe has us planning breakfast in the park in a couple of weeks. I really hope you enjoy that. Tim, Rhino, if that is your name and it's not actually just Tim Lando, but Rhino, have you have you had the breakfast sandwiches at Today Cafe? No, I haven't, but I, I thought about it. I like just missed the window the last time I was there because I was like, oh, I should go get one of those. But you did. Yeah. It's check out my review. Really, really delicious. And well, you know, you know, I want that vegan. I want that new crepe they got, too. So we got to go back to the crepes. Yeah, again, we've, I think, we've got too. a lot of food to eat. Yeah. And actually, I was wrong here. They, we have five reviews because I forgot when the sure. last I forgot that we. Well, that was the problem. So obviously, this is uh, this is being released not on a Monday. I think we're going to switch us to Fridays now. I will have to figure that out one day. But uh, it's been over. It's been almost two weeks since the last episode because of timing and Memorial Day and all that. So that really threw things off. So we have another one from Kim Possible. I'm not quite sure. It could be the actual Kim Possible, but mm. I don't want to. I don't want to assume it is, but it can Ray possible. Stevens. <laughs> yeah. 
it would be great if she just made uh carly christy carlson romano if she made her username everywhere for everything she leaves (laughs) it's kim possible but uh no i'm sure it's another kim possible out there but says i've been a listener for all the dish shows for years and pretty much anything craig and rhino are on i love this is no exception if i'm pretty much always agree with their opinions love hearing their takes and insights don't go to universal as much as disney so this podcast is always helpful when it is time to play in my next universal visit you're very welcome kim possible uh jeff from farmington craig and rhino are entertaining hosts who bring their own unique perspectives and opinions which makes the show a lot of fun i live in utah and only get to orlando every five years or so disney nerd but want to better connect to universal orlando and this podcast has been perfect can't wait to visit universal orlando next year and check out universal again I screwed up reading some of the end of that, but thank you very much, Jeff. And Seabart One, great pod for when you need your park fix, informative and entertaining. I think that is the truth. And finally, CC Gilly Seven, listened to several WDW podcasts, so got this via the other Diz ones. We give honest reviews on Universal, and we're not too long, and always leave you wanting to return to Universal. Um, I beg to differ as we're just about to approach the 45 minute mark here. We are probably a little bit too long. So thank you again to CC Gilly, Jeff and Farmington, Seabart, Tim Lando, Kim possible. Thank you all for leaving those reviews. And if you want to shout out on the show, please leave us, uh, leave us a five star review and yeah, that's going to do it for this week's episode of the Diz Unplugged Universal Edition. I hope you enjoyed it. We'll see you again real soon with another episode of the Diz Unplugged Universal Edition. Take care, and remember, we still haven't changed the name. <laughs>